Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is the Temple Number no. 7 Podcast. Uh, here today, we're going to talk about what it means to be a real nigga. What is a real nigga? I'm Kev. I'm John. And we have special guests, Capri. Capri, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, no, I think you got to cover it. <laughs> All right, cool. So look, I, 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 I brought you in here, Capri, because we need a... Obviously, we need a, 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 a female voice to help talk about this. And you're one of the uh, every conversation I can remember having with you in the past. I still like remember because it's always been it's always been bright. It's always been colorful. What made me want to talk about such a on the surface, silly subject. OK, I'm going to tell a quick story real quick. If y'all don't mind me going through a story time really quick. I was thinking about someone I dated in the past. And she made a comment about men where she said, you know, the problem, you know, most niggas. And I was like, maybe the problem is, is that you've been with too many niggas and not enough men. Then probably an hour later, as we were talking about something else, then I said, maybe the problem is, is that you've been with too many niggas and no real niggas. So I went from like man to real nigga. And I started thinking about that. And the reason that I said real nigga in context was she kept falling asleep and she kept apologizing to me for the fact that she was falling asleep on our little on our little date night. You know what I mean? And I was like, I feel like you're apologizing because you've been around men who would see that as like. Oh, this means I'm not going to get none. You know what I mean? Or you're taking time away from me. But for me, it's like I know how hard you work and that's actually like attractive to me. And that's something that I understand. And what it made me think about is like, okay, nigga to me is like a bad word if you're really describing someone as a nigga. And then it's like nigga versus man. I feel like moves outside of like color spectrums and cultural, but even a man and a real nigga is different because a man can be expecting something from a woman in this particular situation. And I feel like as a self-proclaimed real nigga, (laughs) I appreciate that you work hard and you're tired and it doesn't bother me that the time that I'm spending you may be void of other little things. So that makes me want to hop to you real quick, Capri, because I want to ask you, what do you think about when you think of a real nigga? Um, I think that the context is always a key player for me. Um, If there's a black woman speaking on a real nigga, I may hear perceive that one way if I hear a black man speak on or say something in regards to a real nigga I may hear and feel that differently um so I think the context is always always key for me but I I I really like to break down words like what does it mean to be real and, and what's a nigga um and see from there, does the shoe fit? So can can I can I ask you to expand on that a little bit? Because I think that's interesting. Because when you take the words apart, what does it mean to be real? What does it mean to be a nigga? Um, so it's kinda like what you said earlier. You said, you know, you don't you, you have a little uh ill feelings towards the word nigga. Mm-hmm. And that's totally understandable, right? So if somebody isn't labeling men as niggas, mm-hmm. then when you're breaking it down and say, oh, well, maybe you just haven't been with enough real niggas and a woman may not be able to understand or connect with you in that conversation and she's regarding men as men. It's either you're a good man or, you know, not a good man or a man who just doesn't appeal or appease me but it doesn't make you any less real. You know what I'm saying? So just because somebody doesn't like you or they have a poor experience with you, does that make you any less real? Or does it just mean that you two aren't aligned? Definitely. No, I I feel that. I feel that. 
I want to kick it to to John to, to hear his perspective on this conversation of real niggerness. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I'm gonna keep you just as weird, topic by topic. But you know, in the black community, we certainly have a lot of flexibility with that word, and you know, um, the dynamics of our social structure are always um, they're ever changing. Um, and you know, I think we always feel we have grounds to. Um, speak on that change and speak on the, you know, the use of that word as we freely choose to. Mm-hmm. And so it does have a variation of meanings depending on the, you know, uh, who's talking, what you're talking about. And so, you know, I just look at real nigga as a man with principle that upholds those principles. And, you know, he can, he can evaluate situations to where, uh, he would make a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when somebody's able to see the results of those decisions, they can, you know, they'll, they'll likely, if he's a real nigga, look at him in high regard. And, and I, I guess that speaks to the, the, the bad people that, you know, do wayward things or, um, you know, they're self-promoting or um, uh, or they always have an agenda, you know, then we can assume that they're snakes and they're not real with mm-hmm. us. So that, that, that word real is very real, mm-hmm. you know. I think that, but in terms of nigga, I think that just real nigga is more or less, it's, it's just placing it uh, in an environment as opposed to, um, you know, in the black community as opposed to, you know, because the same principle applies in any other community. Yeah, I would say placing it in a culture. In a culture, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, the word nigga puts it in a particular place, the black community, the Mm -hmm. black culture, but the element of real, it speaks to principle. I agree with that, that the real part of it is is about principle. You guys both bring up what... um, is one of the biggest things of it all is real can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. But I think even the black people, we understand that like, like for example, so can nigga. True. You know, I think. Go ahead. White people may regard the term nigga in one way. Mm-hmm. And black people may regard it in another way. Mm-hmm. Same thing for men and women. I call white people niggas all the time. Yeah, me too. So do I. I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> I enjoy it. You know, because uh, it, it, not even that it makes them uncomfortable, but how do you like how it feels? What does it make you feel like? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I can tell, I can assure you, every single one has felt moderately uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I and I get a little rise from that. You know, what I'm saying, knowing that, um, you know, I can. I feel that I'm chipping away at racism a bit by doing it, you know. So. Well, here's my here's 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 my thing about it, right? Like <laughs> y'all correct me if I'm wrong or like if I sound crazy, okay? Or just let me know if I sound crazy in other words. Look, to me like a real nigga is like the best thing ever. You know what I mean? I think that nigga in and of itself is like a bad word. You know what I mean? Like, I think we use it in a lot of ways where it's our term. It's a term of endearment. We can also use it to knock somebody. But I think that, like, it's mostly even to black people bad. Like, we say it like if I say my nigga or nigga, what's up? Obviously, it's not bad. But like, if you're like, look, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. And I'm like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm pretty much saying to you, like, yo, that's some nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? Which. When you say something like that, like, hey, that's you on some nigga shit right now, you saying a bad thing. Right. You know what I mean? But I think that like a real nigga, it is the word real that changes the, the term when you put it together. Mm-hmm. That that I think is the best thing, because when I think a real nigga, I think like Huey Newton, Malcolm X and stuff like that. I really do. You know what I mean? Because why I f- don't you think of women like Angela Davis? No, see, but, 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 but see, that's what why I. Why not? It's but, because nah, you're I'm not saying nigga. I don't. I'm not saying I don't. You named all men. Well, you're not. You're, and during this whole conversation, you consistently reference nigga as a man. Right. And so as a woman, I have men all the time call me a nigga. Whether it's right. you a nigga, yo, because they feel like I have like some man tendencies. Mm-hmm. Or Capri, you a real nigga. Like, because they feel like I'm real and I'm genuine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I'm a black woman at the same time. And so they feel, maybe feel comfortable throwing at, you know, oh, not just, oh, you real Capri. A real nigga. Maybe because I'm a black woman. Or maybe because of who just I'm dealing with. But it's not always a man. So when I think of a real nigga, it's not always like 
just a genuine, a moral or ethical man can also be a woman. Well, see, that's what you're here for, to, to, to throw that out there, because I do find myself just because I am a man, I attach the word to men. You know what I mean? So that was one of the things that was a, a, a question or a talking point here is like, is that a term that's for men? But you've already nipped that in the bud. And I agree with it. I do agree with it that like when you're talking about the word real and you're talking about the word nigga, it does not mean it is just a, a thing that only relates to males or black males even. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, mean, or I appreciate black you people. saying that. Or, or, or black, but I do like to keep it black, though. Personally, yeah, I, I do think the term "real nigga" does uh, is referencing. It's, it's a term used within the black community. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that. I mean, it, yeah, you could, we could apply that to. We we could apply that to, um, you know, our our criticizing white people, or or what, not necessarily criticizing, but. Uh, labeling white people with that term, but mm-hmm. um, it just doesn't seem to fit as well as, as cleanly because it's, it's, it feels like a uh, a cultural phrase. So uh, I don't I, because so look, I agree with what you're saying. It feels like it, but is it? I think and, it is. Okay, so have you ever called a white person a nigga? Not a real nigga. To their face? <laughs> not I'm, just saying. Have you ever yeah, I have yeah, called a white person a face many times, but I've never said, oh, you know what, you're a real nigga. I've never said that. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Yeah, me neither. I'm not. I'm not saying like have you ever said, nigger. "Are you a real nigga?" Yeah, yeah like have I've, you ever yeah. called a white person a yes, nigga? I've done that. Yeah, many um, times. of course. And and in that experience, did they feel like, "Whoa"? Yeah, they were uncomfortable. That doesn't really describe me. Well, I've actually never. So, well, I went to high school with a white boy who who acted black, and he actually used to say the word mm. "nigga" with his <laughs> black friends. We talking about operatively white white people. Yeah, not so, white people who like to operate on black people's right, time right, and right, culture. Yeah. We talking about operatively white white people. So no, and in I've, my I've experience, really you call an operatively white white person nigga. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like it fits them because in their mind, a nigga is not a white man or woman. Yeah, a nigga is a black man or woman. Right, because right. that's how they're shaping it and defining it in their minds. Mm-hmm. But when black people, when we took the word nigger, and mind you, nigger. It's arguably taken from the word niggas, which mm-hmm. is a good word. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are we niggers, niggas, or niggas? Like, which one? And where are we pulling it from when we're saying it? What is it? Which one? Which place or which etymology is it rooted in? Which origin is it rooted in? Where are you pulling it from? Right. Well, I mean, those, those, I mean, for me, to, to answer like the first part of the question, I I don't call white people niggas like not like actually look at a white person and be like, hey nigga, give me that shit right there. <laughs> I never did that. You know what I'm saying? I've never been like, I don't yo, do that. you feel me? I, I do it out of spite, well, more so. Okay. Like you fucking nigga. Right. Like I'm sorry, Which is can the I same way John is saying, Yeah, 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 hell yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I had you know, I had a running joke, you know, just with my my friends know how I go with the racist jokes, but um, just having worked in the office life for some years and uh, there was a guy that I was able to get comfortable with and say these kind of things to him without having an HR issue. But I intentionally went about, and you know, he's he's white as a loaf of bread. I mean, he's, he, he, this, I was comfortable in calling him a nigga every time he had, you know, traits that were, I could speak to him that way. And also, mm-hmm. I, my intentions were also um, to make him feel a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't think he was familiar with the black experience as much. Um, but, you know, so I just I just thought it was just a little dipping his toe into the pool a little bit with that. Uh, so I, I have done it. But it, it, to, to bring it back to the real nigga part about it, he wouldn't understand what that means. Right. And being so disconnected from that culture, you know. It, and, and again, one of the next talking points uh, that we had here was about, you know, it, whether it's, can, how, how does it uh, play into uh, certain street activities. How, how broad is this term, um, mm-hmm. real nigga? You know, so when we speak in a street sense, um, it's still on the principle, uh, it still holds the principle component to it. Um, but it's just, again, we're, you're, we're, we have the, the, the ability to place it in different areas, different segments within our own culture. And so if it involves street activities, um, you know, I still still falls on how what type of principles do you uphold in that particular 
environment. So even before we get to that, I want to say this about the whole white nigga thing. <laughs> I want to say this real quick. And then Capri, obviously, if you have anything to say about this point, jump in there. White people, you can call them niggas, obviously, whether they want to wear it or not. That's another thing. Where we getting nigga from is also very deep. But I know one thing. A white person can't be a real nigga because no, they can't. They, they just can't because part of like culturally. Right. Exactly. Like exactly. they just they just can't. They can't. I will say though, if a white person calls me a nigga, I will I'm very likely to respond, You're the nigga and they be shook. Like right. <laughs> they be shook because you're putting a label on them that they never envisioned before. Mm-hmm. They never fathomed somebody that they saw as a nigga, calling them a nigga. Mm-hmm. That's apparently is really rare to flip that back on them, and yeah. then they start feeling crazy. That's why I did. Like, it. <laughs> That's why I did. They it. start feeling crazy. It's, like, it's damn, a real phenomenon. she just called me a nigga, and it's like, yeah, now what? It's a real phenomenon because, <laughs> yeah, like, because at the end of the day, you know, everybody knows what the word means, mm-hmm. whether they know the true origin or definition. They they upstate, and this this is this is not even just in America. Or at least everybody has a meaning for it. Yeah, and they know it's more pejorative. Than, than positive mm-hmm. and so I feel that just we're able to buff it out to mm-hmm. where it can mean something positive or endearing or uh, like we said or have a foundation it can of, mean so many different things yeah, it can be used as one word it can be used yeah. with other words it can mean so many different things but what I do feel strongly about is this the reason that so let's throw in Angela Davis. Let's throw in all the women, all the Jesus. men that we see as real. You know what I mean? Can we can we do a side of Shakur instead of Angela Davis? Let's do that too. Yeah, right. let's 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 go with that, right? Whoever you think whoever you think of, man, woman, or child, when you think of it, let's throw that all in there. And for me, right, to get to that point, I don't see it as and and I'm a I'ma read the I think this is like, if I'm not mistaken, the Urban Dictionary is like Wikipedia or something where like anybody can put this stuff up there or whatever. And the person said a real nigga is a nigga that is about what he is about (laughs) and isn't afraid. I had and and like I had to edit this because none of it made sense. A real nigga is a nigga that is about what he is about and isn't afraid to speak up for himself no matter what he faces. Real niggas don't need to call themselves real niggas if they know they are truly real. Real niggas are there for niggas no matter <laughs> the situation. They won't bail out like a bitch or give a pussy ass excuse not to be there. Real niggas are about their business and rep what they rep. Real niggas are true and tell it how they see it and don't sugarcoat shit. And the reason I got a problem with that is because obviously a lot of it is is just repetitive and doesn't make sense. But it, it leans heavily into the idea that like a real nigga is a street nigga. And I, and I think that many street niggas fall short of real niggerness because they do too much shit that isn't real. You know what I mean? Like, lie, mm, cheat, uh, steal. Uh, I disagree. Okay, I, I, I want to hear that, what you got to say about this. I think that it's unfair to make a blanket statement to say that street niggas do too much shit that's not real. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfair to say that if you're a street nigga that you're aligned with motions that aren't real. I think it's... Um, a stereotype essentially to say that street niggas really aren't smart niggas. They're not real niggas. Well, I ain't or, saying they're not you know, smart. I think, but that's kind of the the place that you're going with that to say, oh, street niggas do too much to be considered a real nigga. Mm-hmm. Most of the real niggas I know are street niggas. The realest so, like, nigga that I know is a street nigga. Oh, and oftentimes that's how it is. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's be- and it's because they've been faced with different life situations that right. they've had to figure out how to navigate in a real way. Right. And nine times out of ten, they've seen a lot of other people come before them that didn't navigate it in a real way. But let me ask a you this. People- how many street niggas are real? But, but it's the same kind of cluster. Is that even of, a valid question? Well, look, like, what's, what's the what's the purpose of that question to say how many street niggas are real, or more so? It's just like, 
are niggas real or not? How many niggas are real? Fuck being a street nigga. Exactly. How many niggas are real? And so to loop back to just real nigga, I think that it's worth unpacking it from a cultural perspective to say, like, when when we think of real niggas, who do we think of? We think of big homies. We think of OGs. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But now even those terms are changing and evolving. I was just having a conversation with somebody realizing that, like, maybe you're Maybe a big homie could be a fiend on the block. Mm-hmm. So he's not necessarily your OG and he may not necessarily also be a real nigga either. Right. But he's a big homie though, considering yeah, maybe factors such as like age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and but for me growing up, like your big homie is your OG. Mm-hmm. Like they one and the same, but now I feel like kids it's like it may not be the same person or they may not reveal them in the same way. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm going to let John go and then I want to get back around to what you were saying. But I want to make sure I'm not cutting you off. What were you about to say? No, no, I, no, you good. I, I, I kind of, I must agree. To, I kind of disagreed that this was this. Obviously, there's humor in this this uh, this definition that was in Urban Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think it still speaks to the principal element. Uh, because everything yeah, everything is real backed true by is in there constantly. Yeah, and yeah, everything is backed by making a constructive decision. You know what I'm saying? Without any type of second guessing, or because you're there for your niggas with yeah, no excuses. Yeah, without, stuff without like any that. compromise of uh, relationship, what you believe in, yeah. what you believe in, and also being you know being able to sleep at night. And I think, like I said again, when you translate that into the street, mm-hmm. the the street element, uh, the street dynamic, you know. There's principles in that too. Exactly. So yeah. you know, and, and I feel like just it's it's even more it's it's even more necessary in that environment because you know it, there's more at stake, and so um, you have to behave a certain way, and you have relationships that you have to honor, and people, you know, it's it's, it's more apparent if you're real in that environment. So uh, I hear what you're saying, not to cut you off, but I hear what you're saying. So I want to say this because I want to speak to what you're saying, and want to speak to what Capri just said. I feel like Capri is going to jump back all over me again, but I'm going to I'm going to come back with this. okay? For me, like when we talk about big homies, OGs, real niggas, when we get into that, those street elements and street terms, I am not saying that inherently that a street nigga is not a real nigga. That like once you start involving yourself in street or is it black? Say, all right, what you mean? Are terms like big homie and OG, are they street or is it just black? I mean, they're black terms, but I think that they're black terms that come from street culture because OG, big homie is typically, you know, I I think that it, it derived from. You know what I mean? Like certain street cultures, you know, and I could be wrong. I think about the West Coast when I think of OG, big homie. But with, with, with that being said. Like you said, I totally agree. Your big homie can be somebody who has lived a very rough life. You know what I mean? Where they've been cracked out. You know what I mean? They could be a drug addict more so than a drug dealer. You know what I mean? They could be a person that in life anybody else will look at as unsuccessful. But that could still be but your you can big still homie. Learn from them, right, though. because you can learn yeah. from them. You can learn from what their mistakes were. You know what I'm saying? So that's not right. what I'm saying. I'm not saying that those people can't be real niggas. You know what I'm saying? But what I am saying is that there are toxic parts of street culture that I feel like I like I said. I'm not going to say the realest, but one of the realest people that I know is a through and through street dude where he has been out of jail now for about a decade. But everything about him, like when you say you can take me out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of me. He is the most hood person that I know to this day, despite the fact he ain't been in the streets for about 15 years. At the end of the day, though, that man takes care of all of his kids including one of the kids that his girl had while he was in prison. You know what I mean? He takes care of that kid as well. You know what I mean? Um, Works hard. It's just like truly a role model. And when you listen to him, you will learn from everything that he did and you'll know what not to do. He is one of my big homies. You know what I'm saying? And he's and he's real. But at the same time, I think that there is a 
there's a part of street culture that comes with a lack of principle where we know what the principles are. Like you're not supposed to snitch. You're not supposed to do this and you're not supposed to do that. But most niggas are habitual breakers of those rules. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't think that street culture could be as, as dangerous as it is without principles to protect certain things. Like, the mob, the Italian mob, they killed each other and, and, and shit like that, right? But there was a like, okay, we don't destroy each other though. You know what I mean? Like when we sell drugs, we ain't selling it to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like we're selling it to other areas and other people getting fucked up on this. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, I think that like part of the nigga shit that we do that the street involves lacks that realness of like understanding what we doing to each other. If you get your ass whipped or you get shot in that life, that's a part of that life. You know what I mean? But like when kids who got nothing to do with it get killed and you don't care, to me, whoop my ass, shoot me, kill me, whatever you want to do. I'm not scared of the repercussions of saying to somebody to their face, you ain't a real nigga if that's what you up to. That's just my, that's, that's just the way I see it. Let's let's connect that to what John was saying, just as far as, you know, your principles. Um, and a real nigga is somebody who's aligned with morality and ethical mm-hmm. principles. Um, I think that there are elements of street code in life that one may deem as unethical. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's just a different platform and, and playing field. I think that there are universal yeah. codes and ethics and morals that should be universal, literally should be universal. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there is a code that applies to the streets and the streets only. Not, I know there is. Right. Um, and I think, though, that that's just the rules of the game. You got to know what game you're playing. Are you playing a street game? Are you playing a universal one? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's worth, whether you're a man or a woman, which is why I oftentimes get the Capri, you a real nigga. Because when people are, when that's rolling out or they're choosing that to describe me, it's because they're not considering it as it's not exclusive to gender, especially yeah. with all of the, you know, just gender fluid conversations that are even happening right now. Like, mm-hmm. who's to say a nigga is just a man? Um, but I think that we can all agree, though, that being real means that you are aligned with and are grounded in solid principles, mm-hmm. ethical morals. You know, like that's where you are. You have a very solid moral compass. Yeah. Um, but as far as that nigga piece, I feel like maybe that's where the different perspectives come, come into play as to, you know, what makes you real. I think we can all agree on that, but what makes you a real nigga? <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. That's why I like, that's why I like so talking about this. Yeah. We, we've identified that a real nigga can't be a white man or woman. Or just a non-black man or woman. Mm-hmm. But I do feel the real niggas is it speak, even though it is a cultural label. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's no different. If I'm sure white people have something in their own community that speaks to the the values that the values that are upheld by you know in the black community when we label somebody a real nigga. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The foundations are the same again, and the use of and I, I thought that was a bar too. Are you going by the the street or the universal? Yeah. Law, you know what I'm saying? But they're 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 essentially one and the same. You know what I'm saying? In terms of what are you willing to uphold that that doesn't cross anybody, that doesn't uh where you don't um compromise your principles. I think mm-hmm. that's that's what it that's they're both saying the same thing, but, but I, it's, it's I, a different I agree culture. with Capri that they're they're that there are different principles, like there are different principles depending on where you are though. Yeah, you know no what I mean? Where like and, and there should be universal ones. I, but I you agree. make that assessment within each of those. Yeah, you know what I'm that's what I'm exactly. saying. Like, and with, within a different community or culture, mm-hmm. the word "nigga" has a different uh, has a different context or connotation. Mm-hmm. Same thing with "real nigga." It's yeah. the, it, like when we we place like if we're talking about us being real niggas or whatever, it, you know, it can have a different connotation in the street life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once you place it into a different area. 
you know, the, and my the, only the, the thing with that is this: with the street stuff. Okay, the reason I said what I said to be even more specific and to speak to Capri's very good point. What should be universal? No kids. When I was growing up, it was no kids. Okay, mm-hmm. like my uncle would not let me know what he was doing. I remember my, when he got locked up for selling drugs. My grandmother was like, "Yeah, your uncle got locked up for selling drugs." I was like, "What that? What does that mean that he was doing with the drugs?" I'm like, "Like, <laughs> like, what you talking about?" <laughs> and I was like, "Does that mean like she was he was showing people how to use?" Drugs? I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like. No, like we're not going to give you the details of this. You know what I'm saying? And my uncle never like showed me like, all right, this is how you do this. You know what I mean? It was like what he he had me hustling, but it was like he was still candy. Give me the bags of candy. Go to school. Sell this candy for 25 cent. Bring it back to me. We're going to split the money. You know what I'm saying? That's how he taught me hustling, but not through actually I'm going to have you in the streets with me. And I think that that kind of stuff has changed where kids get exposed to stuff too early. I see I see young parents. They're young. So it's like, you know what I mean? But like they cuss around their kids a lot and stuff like and I think that's something that has changed, you know, and and the same weekend. I forget who uh, that uh, that uh, that they had the riots for George Floyd murder. We had we had a. we had a, what is it? Labor Day weekend followed that. And we had, I believe, 13 kids that were killed. Um, and, and that kind of stuff is just kind of like something that should be within the street principle that we just don't do. You know what I mean? Young kids out on the corners should not happen. It just shouldn't be a thing. Mm-hmm. Young kids being killed in the midst of these crimes should not be a thing. That should be like a code where like the same way when when you go to jail, pedophiles, they get raped in jail. They get raped and beaten in jail because it's like you're the worst kind of criminal. I feel like we're losing that like, okay, in our community, you're the worst kind of criminal kind of vibe to it. To me, that bothers me. And that's all I'm saying. That like, there's a lack of like 100%. that universal that principle. That bothers me too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's uh, a few real niggas. Oh, no. It should bother no, no, all no. Of us. I mean, you know, just death in general. I think, you know, uh, certainly throughout the, you know, any type of street activity where someone loses their life, I don't think we evaluate that enough to where uh, we feel a way about it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I think it's glossed over. No, I, it is. It you is. Know, but what I'm almost saying, though, if you're in that life, grown man, you're in that life, you, you screw somebody over. You know what I mean? You bought a brick. You were supposed to get that person that that portion. They can't find you. They hunt you down. They shoot you. You're now a statistic. But you did that. It was on you. That was on you. And that still affects someone outside of people in that game. It it definitely does, but that was on you. Yeah, no doubt. When it becomes... In that case, he wasn't a real When I caught him, he was with (laughs) six of his kids. Oh, yeah. And I just sprayed the whole neighborhood. You know what I mean? Yo, come on. We we can mm. do that better. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I guess the cir- yeah, definitely. I I'm not disagreeing at all, but I, I do feel circumstances are, are what they are, you know, and that that life can call for anything. The consequences could come at any time in any way. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's never really anything that we can speak to outside of that environment, you know, for real for real. But at the same time, I, I like to assume that there are fewer real niggas than than actual real niggas, real niggas, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, you, we, we question, you know, the thing that speaks the loudest is when people do us wrong or do wrong things. And so it's easy for us to evaluate those things and, and, and make cast a judgment of somebody not being a real nigga. And we make a comparison based on that. Um, so I don't know. Like I think, like I said, I think it, um, you know, we're, we're looking at character and principles when we speak to that. Mm-hmm. So Capri, I've had you for, 35 minutes and this has been a really fun conversation do you have any more time with us i I do i have a few more minutes and i definitely want to add that yeah so add add what you want to add get it hop in here there are different terminologies and languages that are aligned with different spaces you know so Mm -hmm. even in the work that we do there's a, a language you know, that is spoken um, in the tech yeah. space. There's mm-hmm. a language that's spoken, you know, in the music business space. There's a language that's spoken in, you know, philanthropic spaces. Like there are different words and terms that go along. There's, you know, a glossary for every industry, essentially. 
For sure. Um, you know, with music just things. You got tech writers in philanthropy. You got mission related investments. You know, and on the streets, you got real niggers. And so I think that it's worth recognizing that though th- this is essentially language, like you said. Um, that comes from the streets. I was playing devil's advocate a little bit earlier, but yes, I do agree that like this is language and a terminology that is coming from the streets. But it's only it's coming from us. Mm-hmm. But it's coming from us. It's only coming from the streets because we're in the streets. Yeah. And the reason why we're in the streets or are of the streets, that's a whole you know other conversation <laughs> around just. Uh, systemic racism and oppression and poverty. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But it, it comes from the streets. It's coming from us, but it's coming simultaneously. You get it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. that um, when it comes down to your morals, your principles, your code, um, I, I think that there, and we've already highlighted that, that there are just different codes that come with different spaces in the same way there are different languages that are aligned with different spaces. So I think that ultimately though, maybe the conversation should revolve around like, what are those principles? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be, you know, morally and ethically grounded where you should be? What does it mean to have a proper moral compass? What is, you know, the proper moral compass? What is it, you know, is ethics, whether you're in the streets or you're not, what does that look like for us, especially as black people? And I think that when we think of terms like, oh, keeping it solid or keeping it a hundred mm-hmm. or being a real nigga and really unpacking it to say like, what does that really mean? We have to identify and unpack the principles that go along with these terms. So what are they exactly? Is it that, like you were saying that if you do have a violent altercation or just situation or of retaliation or whatever it may be going on that it, you don't do Sundays and it's no kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even in film, you see it, whether it's the wire, the niggas pulling up on Omar when he had, um, church with his grandmother on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like, that's against the code. Right. They knew like, nah, you, you out of line. It's against the code. But people who don't watch the wire, maybe you've seen Narcos, um, when they pulled up on the Cali cartel at his daughter's wedding. Mm -hmm. And I remember he was just like, you know, this man, this nigga is nuts. Like, he's out of his mind. And it's because, like, they're just certain things. Or Scarface, where he wouldn't kill the guy because he was with his kids. Right. You expect people just to not do like he was expect. We had war, but I'm not expecting you to come and shoot up my daughter's wedding when I hold family here because that's unethical. Right. Even considering the type of war that we're in. So I think that it's just we need to have a real conversation around what are our ethics and morals are as a people and are we really defining it for ourselves or have we let someone else or the white man define for us what does it mean to be ethical? That what does it mean to point. be, you know, moral? What does it mean to be professional even? Because a lot of times these are Eurocentric standards and measures that are being put on us and then we're like making it our own. Right. The same thing with the term from nigga, nigger, what a hard R mm-hmm. to nigga. Like it's kind of like, are we really defining this for ourselves or are we taking something that they gave us and shaping it in a way that we're comfortable with, but it's still really not ours. So we really even got to unpack, do we want to label the people who we revere in our community and hold to a certain standard as real niggas, man or woman? Or do we want to shift and say, that is a noble and an honorable man right there? That is a man who lives by the code. Do we want to change the language? And that conversation connects to a lot of other conversations that we need to have, like policing. Do we need police? If we do, do we even want to call the motion or institution of policing policing? Do we need to change the name? protecting our communities like protectors maybe like words have so much meaning and significance to say if you call someone a police officer versus a protector maybe on a day-to-day they're realizing i'm a public servant who is here to protect versus i'm a police officer and of all of the other connotations that have been aligned with that historically and over time. Like, we really need to put more emphasis on the words that we choose to leverage, the labels that we choose to give others, 
Because a lot of times, like you said, somebody is calling somebody a real nigga, but that nigga, he not living by the code. You calling him a real nigga because he pulled up and he shot all his enemies, but he shot their families at the same time. Right. Like, depending on the situation, sometimes everybody can get it. But depending <laughs> on the situation, if it wasn't for everybody, like, and it should have only been for that one person, like, Right, <laughs> and it, it can be you know for everybody if everybody was a part. You I, a shooter? You're not do. a real nigga. I do. You a shooter? So it, it, exactly, <laughs> that's the thing. Is that like you a shooter? You're you, hey, you a wild boy? But are you a real nigga? Yeah, real. I don't, wild I don't boy. know, and it, and it's hard <laughs> to say to somebody's face who's a shooter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like somebody has to say it. With his big homie needs to say it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it brings that role into it. His OG need to be like, hey, that's not how we operate. There's a place to be a shooter. There's a time to be a shooter. I don't know how much longer we have you. So I, what, the thing is, everything that you brought up is stuff that I wanted I this conversation. All right, so. Everything that you brought up, I wanted to be a part of this conversation, okay? Like, one of those questions were, if we can't agree on what isn't, or if we can't agree on what is real, can we agree on what isn't? And I feel like in some ways we have, we've unpacked some of that. Um, so it may have to be another time that we break down pretty much what things are involved. Maybe there will be a part two to this and I'll have to have you again. But one thing that I wanted to get as a perspective from you really quick when we talk about morality and codes and and ethics when it when it comes to real niggas that um, I want you to say your piece on it. Then me and John can kind of just have the conversation um, uh, when you step away. But give us that female perspective on what you look at as realness uh, when it comes to, you know, men in relationships or women in relationships. Can you give us some of that perspective and then go ahead and sign off? Realness, real simple and sweet, is just healthy and productive. Mm-hmm. That you you real when you navigate situations in a healthy and productive way. Mm-hmm. You are met when you are met with life. You navigate it in a healthy and productive way. Maybe not every single time, but more times than not. Mm-hmm. And you are consistent with that. You're consistent and properly navigating, handling, and managing whatever it is that you need to. And oftentimes, you know, it's thrown around like, do do whatever you need to do. No, like, don't do whatever you know you need to do if it's not healthy and it's not productive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people want to get to you know reach that outcome, but it's like, did you get there in a healthy and productive way? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. So if that uh if that is all you can give us look at it it's been it's been really fun and I don't know what we would have done without your perspective on this uh conversation. So I was really glad to have you and it does sound like a, a part two is gonna be necessary. So hopefully we can get you back again. Yes. Thanks for having me. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Appreciate Take care you. Now. Have a good day now. All right, y'all Bye-bye. have a good one. All right. Peace. So yeah, man, that was uh, that was good having her having her on here, keeping keeping definitely keeping me in check. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean certainly uh, to always have a third perspective. Not you know, uh, I felt the things that she said were um, very telling of you know how we shape language as a people, and um, you know, like I said, words like she she pointed out very well, like the, the definition, the root of words. Understanding words, right? You know, are very, very, very important to um, you know conveying messages, right? And uh, you know, I, you know, I, I told you before, I practice a lot of the spiritual stuff and uh, law of attraction. They speak to this, speak things into existence, but they, they they encourage you to speak things very specifically because words mean things, mm-hmm. words create things, mm-hmm. and words certainly represent things. And so, you know, we have to look at those things more intently. Um, and so, you know, yeah, having a discussion about real niggas, what it means and breaking it down. Uh, I mean, um, you know, I think it is a good thing overall. Um, but 
I, I, you know, I, still, I think it's been a great thing. I think it's been fun to talk about. No, indeed. But but I still, I guess for me, you know, it's still rooted in that, like she used, I, I thought she brought up some really good bars too, you know. She should be a rapper, for real. <laughs> she, she really should. I told you, man, Capri, man. Yeah, Capri she, got a... Um, but uh, it's all rooted in a universal understanding of morality. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, that can change in a given environment. Uh-huh. If you're in corporate America, Mm-hmm. They know who the snakes are. People know who the snakes are, and they know how to navigate around and treat you know treat them. But there is a, a code in that environment yeah. that, that those people speak to. And then behind closed doors, they'll they'll talk about the snakes, and, and those snakes are are not real niggas in their community. And, right? You know what I'm saying? So um, I think you know everything is rooted in principle. Everything is rooted in character, and how you behave uh, in coordinates with those principles determines. Uh, whether you're a real nigger or not. Yeah, and one of <laughs> she she brought up something that is the other reason why I wanted to have this conversation. Like I said, I told the story that brought me to it. The fact that I realized that I had separated both nigger, man, and real nigger mm-hmm. in the span of pretty much one conversation or in one situation, I could say, right? But then the other thing is that so just like when you and I talked about talking about this, right, is that like it's a subject matter that is inherently black. Right. And we have an opportunity to talk about more than just things that relate to our skin color. You know, with like I feel like people could tell in our voices, but even if you can't like that, just relate to black men. You know what I'm saying? Which we are. Right. But the reason that it was kind of important to me is because I was on Instagram one time and I felt myself really agreeing with a post that I saw about that it was about white people and I don't even I don't even want it to make it a skin color thing because I think it it could exist anywhere where you have multitudes of cultures but it spoke to the fact that a woman was saying you don't get the set beauty standard is one thing but you don't get the set the professional standard and therefore make it so that if I wear cornrows, I am outside of that standard. You know what I mean? Or if my hair is curly or if it's afro or if it's or if it's locked, I now don't fit your business standard. And I and I thought about the fact that I used to have locks and when I had locks, I was self-employed. So I never had to think about how I look to somebody else. You know what I mean? And even in cases where I did, you know, because when you're self-employed, you may f- briefly get a job or something like that. You have your ebbs and your flows. You know what I mean? You have your peaks and your valleys. And in those valleys, you may be like, man, I need to get a nine to five for the next three months, man. I'm doing bad. And I would just throw my locks in a ponytail so that it looked better than like if they were just laying down and everything like that. But once, once it got to a point like, man, I'm going to have to like keep a job for a while and I'm going to be like on an interview run and all this other stuff, and, and and I would look at my locks in the in the mirror, and I'm like, man, this just looks so unpresentable and stuff like that. Before you know it, I cut them. And it's always been in the back of my head that like a large part of me doing that was wanting to look more neat, clean, professional. And I feel like there's parts of our culture that we should just embrace that nobody else can understand, even if they understand it or not. It's our thing and we shouldn't have to live under, you know, somebody else's dictatorship of what what the standard should be. And to me, a real nigga is a standard that for me is something that in our culture we should hold each other to. You know what I mean? To whereas like like when we talk about the street part of it, I think that's one of the ways that you can really get deeper into the morality and the principles and things of that nature to where you're saying Kids should never be involved in a shooting. You don't do, you don't shoot up a church. You don't do this. You don't do that. Right. To me, that's something that has nothing to do with anybody else, which is why nobody else can be one. That is to me, it's like inherently our thing. You know what I mean? Where anybody can be a rapper. Not everybody can be a real nigga. You know what I mean? Like that's a culture that everybody else can personify the hip hop culture we created, but nobody can actually be some of the things that the culture talks about. And for me, it's important that we talk about these things and we unpack these things and that we don't allow ourselves to, to start to think that, 
a real nigga is inherently a bad thing because it has the word nigga in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That like it's something that we could be able to feel like we take ownership over, and and as silly as it may sound, we can take serious and add some principle to it. Because there is that constant thing of like, yo, it's hard to find a real nigga. You know what I mean? Real niggas ain't around. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you, you you know what I mean? That that kind of way that we talk about it in a funny way, but it's because in a sense it is true that. Real people, we don't always trust each other. So it's hard to feel like every nigga that you meet is real. You know what I mean? Because I might turn around, that nigga might stab me in the back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If I leave my door unlocked, that nigga might steal from me. I thought we was cool. That nigga mm-hmm. did me, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So it does make it so that when it's all said and done, there's a lot of niggas and there's not a lot of real niggas. Mm-hmm. And... It just made the conversation to me important also from that standpoint of just like this is something that is us and that defines us and we should be proud of it and it should become like a we should have a real nigga awards annually <laughs> like <laughs> like for real like so but I, 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 I'm talking for a while on this but it's because like I so much of what Capri said is is how I think about it when I was like thinking about this subject is that like it's deep what is a nigga what is being real and why don't we talk more about it and define it I want to give you the floor because I think we feel it more than we speak on it uh, and it does True. and I think it does True. stem from our distrust from one another mm-hmm. um and and many of us uh, don't give another uh, our brothers and sisters reason to trust. Yeah. So we have to, you know, make this distinction um, based on our feelings and experiences. Yeah. And uh, certainly, like I said, when we're talking about a cultural dynamic where people are, um, you know, our, our people are are more or less um, crab and have a crab in the barrel mentality you know I think we can speak to who's real and we feel that we feel that um, because we have to survive our feel, you know our feelings carry us through most situations you know um, and so that's, that's so the a, real nigga is like you 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 agree with the part of that uh, definition from Urban Dictionary that says it's an unspoken thing. A real nigga doesn't say he's a real nigga. Well, that I mean that's that's in, if he's a real nigga, he doesn't have time to speak to it. You know, because he's already he's already programmed to work in a particular code. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So uh, you don't have to speak to it if you you know because the people that the, the people the people that aren't real know what the code is. And choose not to operate under that code. Yeah. So, you know, those people feel a certain way. They feel insecure, insecurity in not following that code to where they have to label themselves as real. You make you make a good point here. So hopefully we can have a part two on this whole real nigga discussion and maybe even dig some more into some of the stuff we're talking about, like history and and really have one of those conversations and and have a nice little guest for that. So with all that being said, John, did you have any of the bows or ribbons or things that you wanted to put on this convo, which has no, hey, just be as real as you can, people, uh, because we all need that in order to keep going forward together and um you know, one brick at a time, and we, we're all those bricks. So if we, you know, we have to stick with one another and do them right by your brother and your sister, and just you know, humankind all together, that Absolutely. makes us a better society. So understand your societal worth. You know, uh, yeah, man. I don't have to say anything else because you put it so well. So again, special thanks to Capri. Hopefully, we can get her again to have a part two of this. So with that being said, thanks again, everyone. We're out. <laughs>